Welcome back. Hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. We are live. We are here at the uh, Cillery. We're in Grafton, Wisconsin, which is where you can find us. And uh, three hours left. Doors just open. So if you want to come in, you want to get some lunch, if you want to get something to eat, you can uh, come in and get for some Bud Light specials as well. But just walking through the door, you are then, uh, you can get some registration slips to be registered to win a 55-inch big screen TV, an LG big screen TV. Um, and uh, we're going to be giving that thing away at the end of the show today. So for whoever walks through the door, that's it. It's not like it's going to be 1 in 10,000. It's going to be 1 in 50, 200, 100. I have no idea however many people walk through the door. But that being said, you can still stop in and uh, get an opportunity to uh, get registered for that big screen. And then every Bud Light you get gets you an additional registration slip. So, you know, if you uh, you and your friends all have, you know, maybe 10 Bud Lights along the way, if you got 10 friends and you got have 10 extra entries, there you have it. So maybe somebody in your group walks away with it. And then for the AFC and NFC Championship games or for the uh, Super Bowl, uh, you can be sitting at their house watching it on the 55-inch big screen TV. Thanks so much uh, as well to Bud Light for being a part of the program. So uh, we didn't – Ben, has there ever been a time – and I feel bad because usually we have – five seven eight minutes with matt mitchell and he just kind of gives us a couple of quick thoughts and i wanted to get a couple of prop bets in matt mitchell was a wealth of information just on that afc championship game wasn't he oh yeah and i i think the insight into mahomes's status and how much that could play in is valuable the bigger thing is when lines move like we've seen it right when you go from right one point favorites to one point dogs i don't know these these games are both so close something he was also hinting at when you talk about overtime like when these spreads are this right. close, I it, it's a toss up. It feels like both total toss ups this weekend. It, uh, it well, yeah, and the fact that Mahomes came back yesterday, practiced again. Uh, I think they he didn't practice as hard. Uh, maybe there's more to this. Maybe there's you know it, it was sore yesterday, which I would expect it to be. But he still went through a full practice, uh, and, and that's one of the reasons that the line has shifted. Not a lot, like he said. It just a uh, one one and a half point two point shift is not a lot. If it shifts four, five, six, seven, that's a lot. But just to shift it a couple of points, uh, it's not overwhelming. But does it make you think differently about this game, knowing Mahomes is kind of ready to go, so to speak, or do you think of the exact same? Because uh, I look at it as I'm thinking. Mahomes is going to be Mahomes. So I'm not changing anything. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It it changes nearly everything how you look at it because of how the outlook has shifted since the injury. And, and I think you did a right. great job yesterday in the context of if you shoot up the ankle, there could be a time where it wears off and you're just on adrenaline. Right. But, I, I mean, that's the biggest key to this game is whether he can actually be healthy and operate at, at full power, if you will. The fact that we've yeah. seen him out of practice and seen him without a boot, I mean, he is acting like he's going to be full go. I, it, it changes everything with it. I I don't know. I, I still think it'll play in whether we see him get hit or whether he can't extend plays like we see him do it. But I, I don't think it'll be the thing that, that changes everything. Yeah, I don't either. And the fact that he's on the field, he's going full go. Uh, I would, you know, if I'm a Cincinnati fan, I'm thinking to myself, you're getting the full boat of Patrick Mahomes until you see that he can't. That's the way I would approach it. Um, like I said, I think uh, defensive philosophy is going to be you go after him and you see what he's got. And then you back off and then come second half, you unload on him. Um, but I, you, you kind of got to, that's a, you know, 
again, considering that the game is probably really close, whether you're up by three or down by three, really close by half, and then in the second half, when that shot begins to wear off is when you get after him. And because uh, you remember, you go in at halftime, he'll receive some type of treatment, but they're not going to shoot it up again. You can't do that within a, you know, you can't shoot that thing up within, I think, a, like a, a 24 or 48 hour period or maybe even longer than that, if I'm not mistaken. But and, and again, we talked about this yesterday. The first shot that he received on Sunday when he hurt the uh, hurt the ankle, the first shot was at halftime. The second shot, which he'll receive prior to the game on Sunday to make it feel really good will not be as effective. Uh, Every time you get one of those shots, it's not nearly as effective as it was in the original. So that being said, um, you kind of wonder what he's going to be like when he goes in at halftime, it stiffens up a little bit, you come back out in the cold, and then you begin to run around and the shot begins to wear off. Then you really get a sense to see what it is he's going to have. But if I'm Cincinnati, I am preparing for the full boat. I've got a spy on him early. I don't want to let him out of the pocket. Keep him in the pocket, and uh, and then hit guys at the line of scrimmage, and just see what they got before uh, before I start just saying, uh, "Hey, Patrick Mahomes is hurt, so we're going to play a little bit back." Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Like I said, we're at the distillery. We're here in Grafton. If you want to come on by, in about an hour from now, and less than an hour from now, Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, is going to be joining us here at the table and uh, coming by. So uh, if you want to come in and see Wayne and say hi to Wayne, come on over. Uh, also, Mike Clemens is going to be joining us in the last hour of the program. You can do that as well. So Mike will be here. So we got uh, the full boat that's going to be on site here today. Uh, this is from Art, who uh, writes in quite frequently and says, uh, if you are the defensive coordinator for Cincinnati, why would you not pressure early Patrick Mahomes and see if you can hit him? Uh, I'm not saying you have to hurt the ankle, but he has to take a couple of hits because you're not hitting him. Uh, it's not like Jalen Hurts. Hurts is going to get hit and hit early because they want to see what uh, – not that you're looking to hurt him, but you're looking to run through him. You're looking to plant him. Uh, and, and you want to see how that shoulder sustains. He's got an upper body injury, uh, whereas Mahomes you, – you, this is not bounty gate, okay? But this is machismo men playing football, hitting each other as hard as they possibly can. So make no mistake about it, you are going to see guys go after these quarterbacks. I mean, Ben, I mean, that that's probably the number one thing that they're talking about in Philadelphia right now is the shoulder of Jalen Hurts, right? If he can, if he takes a hit early, can he sustain? Is it going to be re-injured? How bad will it be? All that kind of stuff. That's what they're talking about, right? You know, it really isn't after last week. That was the entire week leading into the Giants game because of the weeks off and how he didn't look sharp to end the season. But after that game, no, the talk is really what Purdy is going to be able to do, how much of the quarterback advantage there is, and then just which parts of the, the defense or which parts of the matchup are, are scary. Part of that is the coaching staff. It could be Debo and Kittle and all that. But really, there, there's a lot of confidence that everything's lined up right and everyone is healthy. I don't think there's much concern of, of Hurts. I don't look at... Um... The I, I was listening today coming in and uh, early on to some of the national stuff, listening. And one of the things that I found interesting was the, the discussion of Brock Purdy. They've won seven, he's won seven in a row. He's obviously won a playoff game now. It's whether or not that defense can beat up Jalen Hurts to the point that Hurts makes a mistake where Purdy just basically manages the game. And, and um, Pac fan says Toradol can be given for every four to six hours. Um, I don't 
believe that in the shots. I just don't. I don't think Toradol can be given like that. I know that uh, I've taken stuff like that from my back in the shots, and I don't think it's um, – I don't think you can. I think what they sh- – maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think you can take it that, that frequently. Anyway, long story short, um, I, I look at the Brock Purdy thing, and it's one thing to win at home and have the support and kind of that energy in inside Levi Stadium. It's another thing to be going to Lincoln Financial, and not necessarily when you're sitting on the sideline or uh, on the field and when you're playing on the field and listening to the crowd and the roar and all that kind of stuff and making it really loud and difficult for you to be able to hear the signals coming in and call your signals going out. But then he's got to take it on the sidelines, and he's got to listen to it. And if he makes a mistake, it's going to get even worse. And it's whether or not he can block all that stuff out too and uh, be able to kind of, you know, put all that behind him and not la- allow the jitters and the nerves and everything to take effect. It's been amazing, though, what he's done. I mean, for Brock Purdy to get himself uh, a win, um, it's, it's just remarkable that he's been able to do this and be able to win consistently down the stretch. However, the other thing to think about is – when you get into the postseason, has this guy have some kind of different elevation that everybody whiffed on? Watching this guy fall as a quarterback in the National Football League in the draft, does he have some kind of an intangible? I'll say this, he, he did a really good job at game managing for the 49ers. But the Cowboys had opportunities to win that game. And they just didn't take advantage of it. Numerous opportunities. The mistake on the, uh, on the punt where they fumbled away the punt they had opportunities to win that game, and they just didn't do it. So you got to wonder if Brock Purdy is able to handle adversity. And if they fall behind, let's say they fall behind early, and they have to abandon McCaffrey running the football, can Brock Purdy alone be the guy with the arm that can be sustainable enough to get a win? I don't think he can, Ben. Uh, I, I just I, This is un, unlike anything he's probably ever felt before. I don't think he can. But do you think he can? I don't think it would be him necessarily. I think he can just because of what he has around him and what the coaches do to help him out. A lot of the drives we see him execute and they score touchdowns on, a lot of it is yards after the catch. Like he does a great job of extending plays, right? And if you're playing zone, which you kind of have to do given all of the skill they have with Debo and Kittle and Ayuk and McCaffrey, he extends plays, he finds guys in the zone, and then their players are just hard to bring down. So we see it. We see him propped up a lot by others, not to take away from him making good plays. So I, I don't think it would be him. I don't think he would be the story, if you will, right? Like everyone will gravitate to it. Oh, Mr. Irrelevant right. going to the Super Bowl. But if they win and if they play well on offense, I don't think it's because he is miraculously good. I think it's because everyone props him up, though that, that won't stop ESPN from going with that narrative and all that, which no, kind of stinks, no, right? Because it's one game. And one game, I don't believe right. in totally changing the narrative. Like, if Hurts loses this game, everyone's going to come on. Oh, look, he can't can't win the big one, can't beat a good defense. It's like he's had an amazing year, and sometimes stuff just happens. Sometimes you just don't get it done. 877-867-1670, You want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and give us a shout. We appreciate it if you would. Uh, you can give us a shout there. You can also hit us up via email uh, at uh, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Got plenty of stuff coming in on the Bud Light live stream as well. Uh, go ahead and give us a shout there uh, if you want to chime in. So uh, by all means, go ahead and do so. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Skipper Buds. Skipper Buds, the official... Um, 
boat provider, if you will, of the Bill Michael Show. And thanks to our friends at Skipper Buds who say don't forget to see him at the Milwaukee Boat Show. They're going to be at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. Go over and say hi to our buddy Todd. Skipper Buds has a big selection of yachts, pontoons, sport and deck boats, fishing boats, and yes, the best in water sports, jet boats and such, but it's cruisers, four winds, Mastercraft, Tyga, Scarab, Starcraft, they got it all, Smokercraft. Uh, but get a hold of our buddy Todd. Todd is the GM, and he's the guy that can uh, that can make you the best deal. they got terrific salespeople, but Todd's the GM, and he's the guy you go to and say, hey, I'm looking for the deal. I'm looking for a trade. I'm looking for new. I'm looking for used. That's the guy to go in and talk to and say hi to him. We're going to go and take a quick break. Again, we're broadcasting live at the distillery. We're in Grafton, Wisconsin. If you want to come by and say hello, you can. And in addition to that, uh, we're giving away a 55-inch big-screen TV here on site today. Stop in and say hi. we got a lot more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Radio Network. show we are live we are at distillery we are in grafton wisconsin which is where you can find us we are brought to you by our friends at bud light the official beer sponsor of the bill michael sports talk network if you want to come out and get some lunch today they have lunch specials uh bud light specials out here giving away all kinds of tchotchke stuff as well but coming up uh, in two at two o'clock we're going to draw uh, one of the names and uh, somebody's walking home with a 55 inch big screen tv and the weather's not necessarily conducive for walking but Throw it in your car or wherever you're going to, you know, park it and uh, and then get it home. And then uh, the AFC and NFC Championship games this weekend look a little clearer on something that's 55 inches and free. Uh, that's for damn sure. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Okay, uh, just to clear it up, I've got people that are e- emailing me now all about tra- people are researching Tramadol or whatever, whatever Toradol or whatever the hell it is that uh, they're going to shoot up uh, Patrick Mahomes with. Okay, I have a guy who's a doctor who emailed me. And he said, injectable Toradol at a high dosage can't be given more than once every 15 hours. They can give him and administer to him lower amounts. You can do it at, uh, he says, you can do it in the beginning of the game. You can probably do it at halftime, but it will not have the same effect. You are correct that once you give Toradol, uh, the second shot and even third shots are nowhere nearly as effective. It takes about 35 to 45 minutes to take effect. So he'll get it about an hour before game time. Uh, we have dealt with this before with sports medicine, but you are correct that you can't over-inject a certain area and or muscle. It can then become immune to the effects of Toradol. So there you go. Thank you very much. Everybody, everybody's kind of right in this, I guess is the best way to put it. So I love it when, uh, love it when we throw something out there and people, our listeners, start to, start to all chime in. Um, Elsewhere in the NFL, it all circles back to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, ben, I don't know if you were uh, checking out any of the uh, national stuff. Uh, Rodgers is all the talk, obviously, in New York. Uh, Jets fans are salivating over the fact that they believe they now believe. It's no longer of will they trade him. It's they believe in some way, shape, or form that Aaron Rodgers is going to end up in New York uh, somehow, some way. Uh, now they're uh, saying, what would you give him? Um so we'll see. We'll see because there was a, a published, uh, I shouldn't say a published post. There was a, a uh, let's see, I'm looking at Twitter now. Uh, they say uh, they believe that it's going to be two number ones, and then the Packers are going to go after DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. Uh, 
and they're going to get a uh, – the Packers would go after them, and then they would trade away their second-round pick. Would you give up a second-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins? I would not, no. I don't think I would either. I don't think he's dependable enough, frankly, for what the team yeah. would need. I'm. He's been really banged up in his career. Now, he's not, you know, Julio Jones – he still has skills, and if he could stay healthy for an entire season, that'd be great. He's got mad ball skills, but he's he's not overly reliable at this point and was banged up again last year. Uh, I have not – I somebody just asked me what's his contract. I have no idea. I have not looked that in depth at DeAndre Hopkins to see what uh, the value would be, so to speak, for him and what kind of contract absorption you'd have to take. But um, I'm not – I'm not thinking DeAndre Hopkins is worth a second-round draft choice. He's the highest-paid player right now um, for the uh, Arizona Cardinals this this upcoming season. His cap hit, <coughs> excuse me, his cap hit is thirty million. His cap hit that is thirty million, and it's going to be thirteen point six million or thirteen point six seven percent of the cap hit for the Arizona Cardinals. There's no way the Packers could get him. If Rodgers stayed, they couldn't get him for that, right? They couldn't bring him in for that. So, for all the money, I I don't know if... uh, I'm just trying to take a look at this. That's why the DeAndre Hopkins thing, I know they want to get rid of him, but I think DeAndre Hopkins would be kind of out of the picture. Bill, I tweeted Um, yesterday that I would rather the Packers take Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State at number 15 than right. trade for Hopkins. Well, I don't doubt that they bring in another wide receiver. I, I'm not doubting that because I think they'd go after that. But I still think you need another veteran, and I don't know if that's a matter of bringing back a guy like Cobb if he wants to play or if that's bringing in another veteran from free agency. But DeAndre Hopkins, the dead cap money that the Cardinals would have to pay would be $22.6 million. His contract cap hit would be for 2023. If you trade for him, his base salary is 19.4. Signing bonus is 5.5. Um, so he is a 20... He's a $30 million man, so you'd probably get him for, what, 22.6 they'd have to pay, so eight more million you'd have to account for. I don't I don't know if I'd be doing that for DeAndre Hopkins. That's a lot of money for a guy who has not been able to regularly stay healthy, in my opinion. But I agree with you. I would love to see. They're, they're going to dra- – if they, they don't draft another wide receiver, then most likely they're going to go after the tight end position uh, to add an additional uh, weapon there. But I would assume they're going to draft a wide receiver in this draft. Whether it's high or whether it's low, they're going to get another pass catcher. They're going to get a tight end. They're going to get uh, heavier in the trenches. I think all of that's coming. By the way, some news today that uh, the uh, Rams, uh, it's amazing how this is kind of like almost an incestuous group of coaches. The Rams are hiring the former Jets offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur. Now, remember, Matt LaFleur was there at... Uh, Sean McVay's wedding. He and Sean McVay, very good friends. Mike LaFleur out of the Matt LaFleur family, who was with Matt LaFleur's friend, 
Robert Sala in New York, gets fired in New York, goes to now coach for uh, Sean McVay. Nathaniel Hackett, the former friend and, and offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, goes to Denver, gets the head coaching job, did not get Aaron Rodgers to come there, and has now been hired by Matt LaFleur's fl- friend, Robert Sala, and in New York. It's just a carousel. Sometimes it's not about how good you are. It's just about whether or not you fit. But it's just it's the same names being retreaded in different areas, isn't it? Ian Rappaport reporting that, by the way, for Mike LaFleur getting a new job with Sean McVay. Boy, my, uh, Matt LaFleur must have a little bit of pull there. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. So coming back uh, here after the bottom of the hour, uh, there's a piece that was written about uh, Aaron Rodgers possibly landing in New York and with the Jets. And the number one Jets fan, publicly anyway, that is uh, that is outspoken is uh, Mike Greenberg, uh, and he is with the ESPN and with GetUp and such. And you're going to hear him losing his damn mind. We'll get all that coming up after the bottom of the hour. Before that, though, i got to get to Derek listening to us in Albany, New York. Derek, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, thanks. That'll be fun to listen to uh, Greenberg lose his mind, Bill. A um, couple things. I think you're right on the money as far as what could happen, what your heart says and what your mind says. That's that's a Bill, that's terrific because a lot of fan nation and a lot of people out here feel the same way that you do. Is We know what we want. We know what would be ideal. And then it's like, okay, what do you think will happen? I think no matter what happens, Bill, let's say we, we run it back and whether we're 6-11 and 11 or we win the Super Bowl, next year's got to be it. It's got to be. That's, that's the definitive point. I'm glad you made that. And second, I think that the Packers should draft that tight end out of Notre Dame. Uh, forget his name off the top of my head, but, man, he's got everything. He's got decent speed. He's like 6'5", 265, uh, great blocker, great hands. He's, he's a plug-and-play guy. I think that would be one thing to do, you know, in the first round. I would agree. Um, I, I 100% agree. God, the, ben, what's a kid's name out of Notre Dame that everybody's talking about, the tight end? I don't have it sitting here in front Michael of me. Michael Mayer. Do you, Michael Mayer, that's the guy that everybody's been talking about. He's a guy that's got good hands, good wingspan. And if you watch, appreciate the phone call as always, Derek. And if you watch him, he can also get a ball at the apex. So, and he's bigger. So if you match him up against a linebacker, he's bigger. If you match him up against a corner, oh, my God, he's so much bigger, or a safety for that matter. Uh, big, like I said, big wingspan. But the thing I've seen with him is that also very much like he's a bigger version, in my opinion, uh, a bigger and a faster version of Josiah DeGuara. Because DeGuara, anywhere you put the ball near him, he's going to catch it. He just has. But he's just a bigger, better version of that. And uh, I, I would not have a problem if they went in that direction at all. He could be one of those guys. I'm not saying he's a Kittle. I'm not saying he's a Kelsey. But he's he's got that kind of potential. That's where that ceiling tends to be with him, where a lot of people seem to feel that he's going to be really high-end by the time he finishes career. So if you get a guy like that in Green Bay, I take that. In a heartbeat. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Hey, don't forget about our friends at San Giorgio Calderon Club. And they pair it all up down there with our friends at Point Brewing and Cider Boys. They have a great selection. That's the best Italian food you're going to get. If you're going downtown Milwaukee anytime soon, whether to a Bucks game, Marquette game, Admirals game, you name it. 
head downtown, Old World 3rd Street, uh, right across from the Hyatt. Stop in the San Giorgio or Calderon Club. Terrific Italian food. You will not be disappointed. We are broadcasting live at the distillery. We're in Grafton. When we come back, we're going to give you some of the details about all the people losing their minds over Rodgers in uh, in New York. And then one of the uh, big cheerleaders for the New York Jets, Mike Greenberg, he loses his mind over that. You'll hear that as well coming up. Stay tuned. If you want to come out, get lunch. We're brought to you by Bud Light. Get a Bud Light special. Get yourself some extra registration slips for the big screen TV that we're giving away. Come on out to the distillery in Grafton. It may be a little blustery outside. It's nice and warm inside. Take the rest of the day off. Come out maybe enjoy a Bud Light, maybe a fine whiskey, some really good food. We're going to be here until 2 o'clock, and we're drawing for the TV at that point in time. So stop on out and say hi. We got more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sitting here at about 11.30 and uh, filled up relatively quick. So if you want to stop out, say hi. By all means, come on in, uh, grab some lunch. We are brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We're giving away a 55-inch big screen TV uh, here today as well. And in addition to that, for every Bud Light you get, you get an additional uh, registration form. So somebody here today is going to take away that big screen TV. Also, a reminder that our friends at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill out of Pewaukee Lake, they have some specials coming up this weekend. They always have karaoke and some bingos and such. So if you want to stop by Curly's, they have uh, a, they had a night the other night. They have Taco Tuesdays, but they had a night the other night where they have meat raffles going on. I think they have another one coming up this weekend as well. And uh, they're going to be out there doing some stuff for charity. They always do great stuff on Pewaukee Lake. So check out Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. Um, so going back to the, the all the discussion regarding Rodgers, and, and I wanted to bring this up, and Ben kind of, you know, sh- showed me this just a, a few minutes ago, but the uh, pro football talk has the where will Aaron Rodgers end up as far as the the Jets and stuff. Last year when the Broncos hired uh, Nathaniel Hackett, everybody thought he was going to go there. Didn't happen. Uh, many also regard it as a kind of a non-coincidental that only hours after Rodgers announced the plan to uh, stay in Green Bay that the Broncos struck a deal for quarterback Russell Wilson, which has turned out to be absolutely awful And uh, in, in that sense. Uh, this year, with Hackett becoming the new offensive coordinator for the Jets, speculation running rampant that he's going to end up in Green Bay. Even uh, you've got uh, Joe Namath saying he can have my number 12. So all of that. Fifteen years ago, they got the fourth-round pick uh, for Brett Favre with the possibility that it would upgrade to a first-round selection if Favre, you know, took him to a Super Bowl or such. Once Rodgers decides that he wants to play and maybe that he wants out of Green Bay and that he wants to play for the Jets, the Packers won't be in a position to make unreasonable demands. Now, I know uh, Mike Florio and I know Peter King are part of this discussion, two guys that are not necessarily highly thought of by Aaron Rodgers. Ben, let me ask you this. If Rodgers decides to come back and the Packers say we're going to trade you, 
there's only like four teams that you can trade him to in the AFC that are going to be looking for quarterback play because you're not going to trade him to the NFC. First of all, that cuts down on your on your pool of people that are going to be giving offering you things. Unless, of course, you get an NFC team that really comes strong and wants to give you the entire farm. But give me your th- Really, does it handcuff? The, if if Rodgers says I'm good to play somewhere else, does it handcuff the Green Bay Packers? Because I, I, I don't think it does. Because the option is still there to keep him and just ride it out, right? Yeah, I mean, if he does retire, they're not on the hook for the money, right? So that could be a po- a small positive. If he does come back, it would have to do with what they're offered. Frankly, when it comes to the whole AFC NFC thing, like an NFC team offers, if they come with another first round pick, I can't see them saying no to that. Albeit, yeah, you're right. trading him within the conference. But if you can get two ones instead of a second overall, and, and that would be the difference between AFC and NFC, yeah. I, ca- I can't see that being the difference. But there definitely would be a desire outside of Green Bay. Like, there's all the smoke around the Jets, clearly. But I think there would be a desire somewhat all over the league for teams that feel like they're close, like the Commanders. Good defense, good skill positions, yeah. you know, a solid coach, and just problems at quarterback. Teams like that. So, I it could be somewhat of a positive where there are options and it's hard to find a really bad one. Um, but I, I don't make it out. Like, I don't see just four teams that would come calling. Now, the thought that they would get two first-rounders this year is it, it, obviously out the window because you're not going to do that. There's not many teams sitting with two first-round picks other than, like, the Eagles. Uh, but they would probably get a 2023 and a conditional 2025 that would say, okay, if he comes back and plays in 2024 – then the 2025 pick becomes valid. Otherwise, it would not be. So you get a number one, and that would basically be it. Uh, it, it I don't necessarily see that happening, to be honest. I, like I said, uh, there's a lot of speculation. A lot of people are writing stuff. And it, it, it really does become, like we've talked about, kind of the, the, the fatigue of all of this. Uh, but I, I just, I, I don't I don't necessarily, I don't know. By the way, the biggest cheerleader for uh, getting Aaron Rodgers into the New York Jets organization, Mike Greenberg, uh, l- listen to him lose his mind. I believe that Aaron Rodgers could make Garrett Wilson into Devontae Adams. And I don't think that's even an exaggeration. I think he's that good with the right quarterback. I think that the defense is elite. I think they have something bordering on elite skill position talent on the offense. If the running back they drafted last year, Brees Hall, is healthy, you need one more, two more pieces on the offensive line. I actually think, I know this sounds ridiculous because it's been 54 years to be exact (laughs) since the Jets were in the Super Bowl, but I actually do think with Aaron Rodgers, they would have a shot at that next year. I don't think so, but they're good in the back end. They picked up Sauce Gardner in the offseason in the draft last year, and he's been nothing short of absolutely fantastic. This is what he had to say. Sauce Gardner, this is what he had to say, the rookie, uh, about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah, he's definitely great. He's definitely elite. He's been doing it before Daniel, before I was born. So, you know, uh, I can't discredit nothing that he do, you know what I mean? Because I've seen him do so many good things. So, you know, he's a, he's a great quarterback for sure. Would you want him on your team? You know, I mean, you know, I, would, I wouldn't mind that, you know. I just want, sure, I want what's best for the offense. But at the same time, I got to just focus on, on my job and, Focus on what we got going on on the defensive side. So you'd, you'd want him. I mean, obviously, if he gives you a legitimate shot at winning a Super Bowl. I, again, all the speculation that's flying around, I still don't buy into it. Um, 
The only thing that I would be concerned with is if you hang on to him. And what we saw this year was significant in the sense of the loss of any type of skill and or ability. But as I said yesterday, and this is where it became more real for me, is the last time you thought he lost it, the last time you thought he had a down season, the last time you thought, you know, it might be time to start looking for the replacement, he came back and said, nah, baby, nah. I'm going to prove everybody. It's what he's done his entire career. I'm going to prove everybody wrong. I'm going to silence the naysayers. I'm going to point the finger and say, you doubted me. And that's what he's going to use as his motivation to come back and, and be great all over again. So, I mean, Rick just hits me up on the Bud Light live stream and says, weren't you the guy that was concerned this season about A-Rod simply losing a significant level of his talent and skill? Uh, he looked slow, and I've said that. He looked a step slow. He looked decision-making-wise uh, uh, just a, a little tick slow. It's to the eyeball test, I guess, might be the best way to put it. But he looked a step slow. So in, in to answer that question, yeah, I was one of those guys that had a little bit of concern. I'll admit that. I was one of those guys that said, you know, he might uh, – he might be declining a little bit, but I think overall he's going to also be the guy that comes back this year and plays extremely well and then points a finger at all the naysayers to say, see, I told you so. And uh, you doubted me and everything else that kind of goes along with it. But I, I just get a sense that run it back one more, that's going to that's going to be what happens. Now, logic, I explained earlier, my heart of hearts, my green and gold glasses, I want to see him come back. I want to see him run it back the best they possibly can. In my head, the logical side of me says, if you get a draft choice, if you get a second draft choice for him, that's a different conditional type of pick, I, I, you might have to go ahead and take that and start in the future. But there is that sentimentality, that legacy side of me that says, I want to see this thing get run back at least one more time. There you go. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Let's go to our buddy Lewis listening to us in Eau Claire. Lewis, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Happy, happy Friday, unit. I'm doing good. Um, just kind of good, a bud. quick thought here. Um, you know, I think Mark Murphy's been on record as saying he didn't want another scenario similar to 2008 where it becomes kind of a spectacle here. I guess as a fan, my only, um, my only request is that the Packers make the best decision regardless of public perception. I don't want, I don't want the, the, the Packers holding on to Rodgers long or passing up a good deal because um you know they they think jordan love's not going to be very good for you know for a year or two i guess do you foresee do you foresee a scenario in which the packers wouldn't do the most sound thing for the football team just because of public perception yeah <laughs> to answer your question honestly yeah I, I i think it's in aaron's hands i don't think it's in the team's hands i think for the most part what makes sense is to probably trade them away if you get enough for them but but i appreciate the phone call but i think that uh yeah to answer your question i i think they'll i think they'll try to run it back um i i think i i've said it before i'll say it again i think that mark murphy wants another super bowl before he uh he leaves which is in a couple of years i think rogers wants to get another super bowl in green bay he has wanted to be the most decorated quarterback to ever play for the franchise uh when it comes to the super bowl era which would give him two Super Bowl wins and four MVPs and numerous accolades. He would be then considered the best quarterback in Green Bay Packer history in that sense. I think there's legacy riding on that, and I think he wants to do it one more time. And and I think that's the re that may be part of the reason they didn't make a coaching change with Joe Barry and company because you don't want to upset the apple cart and start 
making changes now and then knowing you're going to try to run it back one more time. After that, you can blow the thing up, you know, because then you're kind of starting over. But um, for the most part, I've, that's all the sense that I get in that. So to answer your question, yeah, I can see them doing that all over again, uh, without a doubt. 877-867-1670. Find us. We certainly appreciate you being here. We are broadcasting live out here at uh, the, the distillery in Grafton, Grafton, Wisconsin. That's where we're hanging out. The distillery is open. The doors are open. Packed house in here. Uh, not on a wait or anything like that, but uh, just about every table full. So if you want to come out for a terrific lunch, by all means do so. Bud Light bringing you a lot of specials today. And when you come out, you get registered for the 55-inch big screen TV. We're giving it away coming up in a couple of hours. Don't forget, coming up here in about 15 minutes, the voice of the Green Bay Packers. Wayne Larrabee is going to join us here at the distillery for about a half an hour. We're going to chat, a lot, chat around uh, a lot of Packers football. So we'll talk with him. Then Mike Clemens will be here live and in person for the final hour of the show as well. Stay tuned. we got more coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. It's the NFC Championship game Sunday at 2 o'clock at Lincoln Financial Field in downtown Philadelphia. The Eagles against the 49ers. San Francisco defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans has been interviewed by several teams for head coaching positions. Ryans was asked how Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts has improved in the past year. Jalen is looking a lot more comfortable than the offense. Scheme-wise, it seems like they've put in more concepts that he's more comfortable with and he has a really great command of the offense. He's decisive with where he's going with the ball, and he has uh, they surround him with a lot of playmakers. The Eagles fans will be loud. Quarterback Brock Purdy says the 49ers have been working on the silent count in practice this week. Purdy says head coach Kyle Shanahan had him use it in their game against the Seahawks. You know when we played Seattle that week and everything, he he did say it was good preparation for what you know we were. Or what we might have to, you know, play in in terms of the playoffs, you know, going on the road for road games and obviously for Philadelphia. The Eagles kept adding players to their team during the season, trading for A.J. Brown and signing veterans like former Vikings defensive tackle Linville Joseph and Rams and Bucks defense alignment Nadamika Sue. Sue was asked how much have he and Linville been able to contribute. I think Linville and myself have added some value in that particular space, but I think there's some great talents with obviously Fletch and Grave and Milt and Jordan. As a professional, you got to understand you got to earn your way through this career, uh, and you got to earn your way to the Super Bowl. So this will hopefully be my third. But first and foremost, you got to take care of business, uh, NFC Championship, and being focused and detailed and oriented to be able to say, all right, we're going to take care of business here first, and then obviously we'll have two great weeks to, to prepare for a Super Bowl. That's the Eagles' Nadamika Sue. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. continues on this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at New Mail Medical. Treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin beyond the borders. 98% success rate. It doesn't matter where you're at in the state or outside of the state for that matter. Call them 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. If it's low T, maybe you have it. If you're feeling kind of funky, moody, down, putting on some weight, and uh, you just kind of want to figure out what's going on, Check. If you're over the age of 30, it only takes about 10 minutes. Go in and get checked out. They can do that. 
And uh, let's just say maybe you're looking at yourself in the mirror right now and you're going, man, I can't see all the fun zones anymore. Holy mackerel. Call them. They have an all-in-one weight loss program. That's fantastic as well. 414-455-4451. Again, 414-455-4451. That's the New Mail Medical Center. We are broadcasting live. We're at the Stillery in Grafton. And uh, out here in uh, in Grafton, like I said, uh, but uh, we are brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, and they have the lunch going on. Coming up here in about 10 minutes, uh, Wayne Larrabee, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, is going to join us here on site. We'll talk for about a half hour, talk some Packers football with him. And uh, also, he's got ties to Kansas City. We'll go through that as well. Ben, um, the, uh, the updated odds and some of the prop bets came out. And uh, they got some Jalen Hurts over and under. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, specifically being the Eagles fan that you are, for the over and unders on some of these things. Jalen Hurts on completions. They got him sitting at 21 and a half following this team all season long. Is that high, low, or right on the mark? Can I take all the overs, or do you want a real actual thought here? <laughs> um, I don't know. Give me an actual thought. I would take the under because I – I think the way to beat the Niners is over the top explosively, which doesn't lead to a lot of, you know, decisive completions down the field. It's splash plays. And with what the Niners do, I, I know they're strong up front, but the Eagles are better off if Hertz is running and if Sanders is running and if they can get it going in many ways. So I don't think the volume will be that high. I think they'll try to control the game on the ground at least and and wear that defense out and then connect on some plays over the top. So I'd take under. Okay, okay taking the under. All right, now you've got to the rushing yards for Jalen Hurts sitting at 48-and-a-half. Does he take off and run more in this game, or do he, does he stay in the pocket and try to avoid hits from that uh, that front four of the San Francisco 49ers? It's a lot of yards, but I'll take the over. And it's tough because Fred Warner is probably the best in the business there at inside linebacker. It's probably his. It's probably on him to stop Jalen when he does that. Yeah. But I'd take the over, I, especially like if the Eagles are playing from behind, that's when we see those completions really happen. And it's when he does right. run. But if they play contain and they just drop everyone back, he can't get explosive on the ground game. So I'd take over because I don't think the Eagles will be down. Next one is, will Jalen Hurts have a rushing touchdown? Easy. You can bet the yes or the no side. Obviously, 110 for the yes, one four, negative 140 for the no. He always does, or it always feels like he does in big games. So, definitely. The, the QB okay. sneak is undefeated, Bill. <laughs> and, frankly, if You're we talk about, about the QB sneak, yeah. come on now. If, if we talk about how the Packers can really get better next year, it's embrace the QB sneak. They're trying to throw it 40 yards down the field on third and one. Why don't you just sneak forward for two yards and keep the drive going? Right. We've talked about that time. That's one of those things. It's like a sore spot. You bring it up, and then I begin to itch. You know, it's like a bad rash where you, we, we talk about that. It's third and two, and they're throwing it 40 yards downfield. Yeah, it's, I, I, still get, uh, I still get anxiety over that. I still get, like, acid indigestion just thinking about it. Okay, one more, and that is the total passing yards for Jalen Hurts. 249 and a half. Does he throw for 250 or more? I would take the under again because I think that's all game script. If they're down, he'll throw a lot. What's the weather like in What's the weather like in Philadelphia this weekend? By the way, I still think it's going to be warm. It's going to be really nice, like mid 40s, I believe. Okay, so it's not going to be dastardly. It's not going to be snowing. It's not going to be windy. None of that kind of stuff. No, except for beer being poured and or thrown. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Which, like, you know, Bill, so that, 
everyone's yeah. on their parade about snowballs and Santa Claus. So it's good. I think people are getting out of their system I'm this not. week. What is the over and under? They've got it at three. The over and under of the shots of the Rocky statue. Oh, God. I hope it's zero. He's not real. <laughs> like, come on. There are better things to show. He is real. He is real. He beat Apollo Creed. He beat the Russian for the Americans. He he is real. <laughs> Bill, people are calling Brock Purdy against- Brocky now, and I just I cannot stand oh, for it. Right, yeah. Okay. I, I know you got your own isms there, and I, one day we're going to have a sports psychologist on the program, and he's going to find you to be one hell of a study. I don't, I don't, I don't doubt that for a minute, man. All right, coming up here, here in the next hour, we should be joined here shortly by Wayne Larrabee, the voice of the Green Bay Packers. He's going to be here. Stay tuned. We're about an hour away from Mike Clemens walking through the door as well, broadcasting live. We're at the Grafton or, or in, uh, Distillery here in Grafton. If you want to come in and say hi, brought to you by Bud Light. Chance to win a 55-inch big screen TV as well. we got more coming up right after this.